In case you missed it, heading into the All-Star break, the Cavaliers had a seven-game winning streak stopped in the last game against the Philadelphia 76ers. But the Cavaliers 7-1 and one so far in the month of February. Uh, that's playing pretty good basketball. And they did that without Kevin Love playing a minute. So, again, can Kevin Love play? If he goes to Miami and contributes, is that something that should have been here? I would think so, personally. But I, as, as Cavalier followers, I don't know that we have any choice but to trust the organization on this and think that, yep, that's what they can do. So um, what's left? That's coming up on Basket of Phelps. That is very true. That is very true. Your thoughts on what is left here for the Cavaliers and on the bench. And, and can I throw this one at you? Sure. I don't know that it matters. It doesn't? Well, I I don't know that it does. And that's that's the one thing I'm I'm curious about. Does it matter what's on the bench? And I yes, say that it does. Okay. Tell me why, would you? Because you can't expect guys, especially at the rate during the playoffs, if you get to the playoffs, which they should, and I, I just the game gets amped up even more, right? And so you're playing harder. Every possession counts. There's zero loafing in the playoffs, and you're asking guys for you know 35 to 40 hard minutes out on the floor. Uh, that's a lot to ask if you're expecting to make it deep into the playoffs. Maybe first series you'll be okay if you can win, but. Man, I'm just – they need to get some kind of sea legs and make sure that they've got some guys that can go in there and give them, you know, 15 to 20 minutes a game, even just to maintain, just to make sure that they're not, you know, letting the lead go or, or providing a spark when the offense maybe just isn't going. I, I don't know. I, I think it's tough to go in the playoffs, especially knowing if you're playing hard minutes going down the stretch to position yourself for home court advantage. You, you need to have at least three or four guys off that bench that can give you, a, you know, a little bit of a breather, don't you? Well, Andy, I I would say yes, except for the fact that that's not exactly the way the Cavaliers have played this year. You know what I, you know what I mean? Yeah, and I know that's, they played how they played last year too, and they ran out of gas at the end of this. Now maybe Donovan Mitchell makes a difference. Maybe that's different. Yeah, and maybe that's the difference they need to make sure that they can maintain it. And I do know that the best players in the league are finding themselves on the floor, uh, you know, thirty four, thirty five plus minutes a game. I get all that. But it's everybody else, and I just don't think you can run that many guys. We we saw it last year, Jeff. We saw it last. What happened last year? So they need to be careful. They've got to get somebody to come off the bench. It's not even just to score points. It's to to play defense, stop the other team from scoring, and give some of the starters a rest. I don't even need you to score for the most part. All right. Here's here's the thought on this. And by the way, Tommy Ty from the Miami Heat Radio Network, will be joining us at 11 o'clock today. So we're going to get the Miami well pers- Miami perspective on, you know, those, those are the folks who are thinking, hey, we get Kevin Love, he can help us, as opposed to the, hey, Kevin Love wasn't doing squats, so we got rid of him. So we have two very different stories. And, and again, the question that will be answered at some point is, can Kevin still play? I found this interesting because I wanted to take a look and see what was left on the bench. And we know the starters have been playing big minutes. Might this be indicative in a key game? Uh, in the last game in Philadelphia, you know, Cavs against the 76ers when they were down by, what, 27 points and then came back and made it 
interesting in the final minutes. Four starters played at least 36 minutes. And again, that didn't used to be any kind of a big deal at all. That happened in the NBA. But now in this day and age of you know player minutes and watching and resting and load management, it's a big deal. In that game, Karis LeVert played 28 minutes off the bench. Danny Green had just shown up, and he played 12. And then Ricky Rubio and Jetty were out. Raul Neto played 10 minutes. Dean Wade played 9. Lamar Stevens played 5. But starters dominated that game at least 36 minutes. Isaac Okoro was not in that crew. But I, I thought, so what happened during this winning streak? The key guy off the bench for the Cavs during the month of February so far, Karis LeVert. And Karis is playing, you know, 20-some minutes a game off the bench. Uh, and he produced eight points a game, 4.3 re- uh, assists, five rebounds a game. So, you know, he did he, – he can produce, and, and he'll do that for you. But, see, this is – I think what's going to happen here the rest of the way, Andy, is you're going to just see the starters – play a lot of a lot of minutes. There're 20 some 20 games left, 21 games left for the Cavs. Ricky Rubio in February up a little bit of the 8 games he played in only 5. You're still kind of watching him, you know, watching his minutes. Um 19 minutes a game in those 5 games and Ricky did a nice job. A little over 7 points, almost 5 assists per game. Other than that, nobody's playing a whole lot. Dean Wade played in all eight games so far in February. And, you know, I I like Dean. I think he can help you. And he played 19 minutes a game, which is significant. That's that's a significant number. But in those 19 minutes, he scored three and a half points a game. So though he's getting minutes, is he getting productivity? And that's, that's kind of what I've stressed all year. Okay, you might have guys you put on the floor, but are they helping you win? And Dean scoring three and a half points a game and shooting 33% on threes is not helping you win. And Karis LeVert's helping you win. Ricky Rubio can help you win. What are your expectations for Danny Green then? Well, Danny is going to have to step in and play, Andy. And, and, and I think he's going to have to be a guy who helps you, helps you get going, you know? What, I, are, you, what are you hoping for minutes-wise? You got 12. 20. So you need to stretch them out a little bit more. Yeah. How deep do they need to be to be successful in the playoffs, Jeff? How deep do they need to be on that bench? Most coaches are what they're running no more than eight, eight, nine, maybe. Is that right? Well, things are a little tighter. It seems to be, Andy. Rotations seem a little tighter. They're always tighter in the playoffs. No, but I mean, they're tighter in the regular season. So I can see teams playing seven guys in the playoffs. I just, what is left here to me, like Lamar Stevens, I, I like Lamar. Are they going to start using him? I I don't know. They didn't during the, the big stretch. He played in six of these eight games in February and only seven minutes a game. I like Lamar. I think he's really active. I think he can actually shoot. I think he can actually help you offensively. And he's a gritty guy. It's just that J.B. Bickerstaff is playing the bejeebers out of his starters. And again, in the NBA today, I don't know that that's an awful thing. When does it become an awful thing? If somebody gets hurt. Otherwise, you just have really good players playing a lot of minutes. And the Cavs, four starters who 
kind of their core four guys are guys that Andy, I think, can compete with anybody. But if you get into that bench, I think you're in trouble. Williams and Pepper Pike. Yeah, hi. How are you? Hey, William, how are you? Um, hey. Fine, thank you. How about yourself? Hope good. you're well. Good, good. We're kind of uh, wondering what's going on, William. Well, it's, um, it's very perplexing. Sometimes when people shoot, uh, shoot themselves in the foot or basically cut off the nose in spite of their face, it's either because of masochism or just ignorance. Hmm. Well, not masochism. I know that on January 1st and January 3rd, Kevin Love had gains at 20 points and 9 rebounds. January 1st, January 3rd, two days later, 12.17 rebounds. Had a hairline fracture of his right thumb on the shooting hand. It was very apparent that he was altering his shooting mechanics. He wore a sleeve on the thumb. The injury happened November 19th, not 18th, in the game against the Bucks, And he couldn't play with the sleeve. He took it off, and it was apparent that he couldn't put the thumb on the ball, the pressure. And he was he had a, an extenuating circumstances to why his shooting was uh, diminished and decreased in, in accuracy. William, uh, you think he can still play? Of course. You do. Uh, and the, the, the reason that was given that he didn't cover players on switches defensively, didn't get over to, to defend guards like he did in 2016 with a stance against Curry, who was slightly injured back then, uh, he played that way last year, and it was, didn't seem to be an issue then. No, in fact, people love the way he played off the bench. I, I double-checked a couple things. One that was sporting news. Had him listed as the fourth best NBA bench player going into the season. Why are the Cavaliers a better team now without Kevin Love as opposed to having yeah. him on the team? Uh, they're they're not. The Miami Heat are probably a better team. I think as soon as that thumb injury subsides, he'll revert back to the way he was prior to the time it occurred last year. Runner up to six man of the year award this year starts the season off pretty much like he finished uh, last season, and. And on November 19th, the injury had happened. I would think a person with that type of veneration, 15 years in the NBA, nine years seniority, would get a little bit more uh, respect. And this was not a very dignified decision. It was uh, didn't have any integrity. It was uh, very strange, very callous, kind of almost cruel. But that's what I think about it. Very upsetting because I think it could have helped the Cavaliers. Now they're in a situation where they have five swingmen on the team. And and none of them who you say yes. Danny Green looked to me like he can barely walk. I mean, the guy's a year and a half older than Kevin Love. Uh, he's uh, maybe six five. I mean, they're going to play. Coming off the court, ACL, William. Uh, all he does is really take three point shots. He had anterior cruciate ligament surgery on his knee just uh, ten months ago, and uh, like I said, very odd, very peculiar, befuddling, and strange. So, the decision. All right, William. Thank you for your for your input on that. William Williams a big time big time Cavs fan knows knows his basketball yeah, yeah he does see it, it, it's going to go back to can he can he still play but I in in looking at what the Cavs did without him Andy tough to argue with seven and one so far in February but they did that with starters and your concern is at at some point you're going to need these guys and if you do that's where it gets a little where it gets a little sketchy. The Miami perspective coming up at 11 o'clock. Tommy Ty from the Miami Heat Radio Network is going to join us. What do you think, folks? Are, do you like this bench or does it not matter? 216-578-0092. It's Baskin and Phelps here on The Fan. Welcome back to Baskin and Phelps. Jeff Phelps, Sandy Baskin. Meredith, it's taking your phone calls at 216-578-0092. 
Dan Menigan flying our ship today. Tommy Ty from the Miami Heat Radio Network is going to be joining us in about 18 minutes right here on Basket and Phelps. There you go. We're talking about the Cavaliers bench. And I, I throw this out in complete sincerity. Does it matter? The way that the Cavaliers are using their starting four, especially, and Isaac Okoro is the fifth guy, but the, the four main guys, they're playing a heck of a lot of minutes. You've reached this point in the season. My guess is they're going to continue to play a heck of a lot of minutes. And I think if you're looking to the bench for major contributions, I don't think you're going to get them, at least not from too many guys. I think you're going to get stuff from Karis LeVert. I agree with you. I think you can get some stuff from Ricky Rubio. But remember, Ricky's coming off his ACL, and Danny Green is coming off his ACL. And Jetty, though he brings incredible energy, I think, and, and I like Jetty a lot, doesn't probably give you the consistency that you want. So I would think that's your top nine, and Dean Wade has not hit his stride yet. So I, I think What is his stride? I'm not sure. Yeah. I, I, that's why I wanted to see Dean in the starting lineup because I thought that might work real well. I, it's hard not to look at that and say, is his ceiling higher than Kevin Love's was? That's, I think that's where I think some of us get perplexed. Like, okay, you let Kevin go. Is Dean Wade going to be better than Kevin was in this situation? Or what? I mean, they made the choice. Let's be honest. What makes Dean Wade better than Kevin Love right now in his career? Is that a fair question? Because well, to me, they, they it, picked they picked Dean over Kevin. Yeah, that's apparently. what they did. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now just live up to it. Everybody yeah. be happy if you do. Well, and and Dean in the month of February so far, again the Cavs in February have been playing great basketball. Dean Wade has played all eight games in February. Yeah. And I I, I use February only for this reason. They went seven to one so far, you know, before the All Star break in February, and Kevin didn't play, so I thought that might be kind of indicative of what we're looking at moving forward. Dean has averaged 19 minutes a game. He's played all eight games, and he's averaging three and a half points a game. That doesn't, that's not contribution. That's eating up minutes. Thank you. Joe's in Madison. Joe, how are you? Hey, Matt. Hey, Jeff, Andy, good morning. Good morning to you, Joe. So my thoughts on Kevin Love, like I said, I, I think he's kind of been stealing minutes. And I love the guy, right? But we, we're a team with tiny guards who don't play great individual defense. And then you put a slower guy behind him who has a messed up thumb and can't shoot. He's a liability. So, and I've watched a lot of basketball. I was even present at Larry Bird's last game in 92. So I've been doing this a long time. Wait a second, wait a second. Were you at the Huntsman Center when he played against Magic? No, I'm not. Oh, that man. Uh, I was about to give you a great resume, but then. I was just, at that last hey, game, too. Oh, too. man. I paid my paper route money to buy playoff tickets. Nice. Okay, oh. So it was, yeah, my, my dad and my parents made me pay for my own. But uh, it was awesome. And now that we know why the press went out of business. We had the answer, yes. They didn't pay me enough. That's true. Anyway, though, so, but. So what I see is in Miami, where you have a Jimmy Butler-sized guard who's a great individual defender, a first-team all-defense, now Kevin can recover a little bit. So he's a little bit of a better fit there. But here, time had passed him up, you know, and this is a super young team. Joe, let me ask you this one, though. Yeah. Why didn't we hear a whole lot about Kevin's defense last year when he was 
in the running for sixth man of the year and made major contributions off the bench because his defense it isn't any better a, now or, or then than it, it is now. It's a good question, but his defense was still lousy last year. Yeah, I, I'm not arguing that better. point, but why didn't we hear but, about it then? Uh, I don't know that anyone ever uh, said it was great. I just think once your ability to kill people with the three drifts, then everything comes into perspective more. So when the three-point shot's not falling and you have a beat thumb that's not going to heal this year, now you can't grab that defensive rebound as good. You can't punish people for ignoring you as good. And when those two things are gone and you're getting blown by, you just don't no longer fit on a, on a team full of kids. Dr. Joe, thank yeah, you very I much. With, no, I, th- I agree with what he said at the end. Joe's an orthopedic, apparently. Knows that thumb won't heal this year. I'm just we we can't throw out that thumb won't heal. We how do, how do we know? Well, you know, we'll find out if that thumb's okay. Exactly. We'll watch him shoot in Miami. Exactly. Tommy, Tommy Ty's going to join us coming up at eleven o'clock. It all comes together, doesn't it? Ian? Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Jim's in Strongsville. Hi, Jim. Hey guys, how you doing? You know, the last caller kind of sold some of my thunder, but that you can't just look at Kevin Love's offensive productivity. I mean, you got to. What you have to get from him is you have to weigh and balance out is what you're getting on the offensive end worth what you're, the deficiency that you're getting on the defensive end. You, know, you brought up Dean Wade. Well, Dean Wade can guard threes and fours. Kevin Love really can only guard fours. You have two active big men, so you can't put him out there really with those two guys, especially if he's not hitting his three-pointers. You know, I think Andy's right when he's been saying before that maybe Kevin just doesn't fit with this team, you know, it's not that he can't play. He just can't play with this team. I think you need a very specific role for Kevin Love, you know, because, again, as he's aged, he's lost a little – he's lost it on the defensive end a little bit more. And if you can't counterweight that with some offensive production, hitting a three – basically it comes down to three-pointers. If Kevin Love can't be a consistent three-point shooter for you, then he can't have – then what are you doing with him out there on the floor? It's not like he's out there getting tons of rebounds now with Jared Allen and, and Mobley. It's not like he's getting tons of assists. So, really, what do you do? You already have a Coro that just stands in the corner and dares, you know, teams dare, you dare teams to guard him because, you know, his three-point shot's so inconsistent. You just can't, you know, how, many, how long do you have to run with that and how much rope do you give to hang yourself before you just can't, you just can't keep doing it? Jim, I, I'm – I am so anxious to see, and thank you, Jim. I'm so anxious to see what Kevin can do because clearly, clearly his shot wasn't good um, after the thumb injury. And the three-point percentage was fine, Andy, really, until January. Now, here's the I'm one thing. I'm still very much looking forward to seeing what it looks like in Miami. Well, me too. Because he's had time to have, let it heal. And he's wearing number 42, by the way. Oh. But, but here's the thing. Riddle me this one, Batman. I would think it's his back more than his thumb. Everybody's talking about the thumb. And I say that because he injured the thumb in November. Okay. In November, he shot 36% on threes. You'll take that. Mm-hmm. In December, he shot 38% on threes. Back issue came up, shot 23% in January on threes. So everybody's talking thumb. I would, I'd bet you, I'd bet you lunch, Andy. And if, if I lose, Mendigan will pay. Okay. I, I, I would bet oh, you. Stakes. Stakes? I would, I would bet Stake you that he more, was more bothered by his back than he was his thumb. 
All I'm, I know I'm is it, that, that makes there. sense to me, especially when you talk about a guy that's av- averaged double digits his entire career. I mean, right? I, is a bad year for him is last but, year thirteen point six? Yeah, clearly, clearly. And, but that was a different role, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Had he been asked to do the same role, he might have averaged twenty points a game, eighteen, seven. Who knows? Bills in Parma. Hi, Bill. Bill, hey guys. great program. Thank you. Trying. You know, I'm trying to figure out where this team is going. And I'm trying to figure out, and Jeff, you've been saying this for a long time, what was this trade? You know, we got we got Donovan Mitchell. And, you know, they always bring up he scored 71 points. Well, you know, when I watch a game and a guy scores over 40 or 50 points a game, it shows me dysfunction of the team more than uh, it's a strength. It shows that the team got out of sync, and one guy had to take it under his own, his wing. So we gave up. We gave up Colin Sexton. We gave up uh, Laurie Marketing. We're going to give up three first rounders, uh, and now two and pick now swaps the team and, and a baji. Yeah, that's right. And and we're now we're going to give. Uh, we, we've given up on Kevin Love, who is a great guy in the locker room, uh, has more knowledge about playing the game. Maybe a little bit injured right now, and we could certainly use him on a run down in, in, in the off, you know, as we get closer to the end. Where, where's this team going? And I'm, and I mean, who's going to come off the bench? And I, I don't understand how we're going to build from this. Are we expecting uh, uh, Donovan to score 40 points a game in the playoffs? I don't get, I, yeah. can you guys help me with this? That's Bill, a recipe that, for losing. Well, that's a concern I have is that. Are the playoffs going to be okay? You have that star player, give him the ball, right? Because that's and, Bill. That's that's asking an awful lot out of that guy, and that's a recipe for for losing. Yeah, it is because you know the whole idea in basketball, as you guys know, is pass the ball, get everybody involved, you know, get p- people to score a wide variety of points across the thing. And like I said before, that seventy-one points they always show. We scored seventy-one points. That's as dysfunctional as it can be. Bill, thank you very much. Thank you. Appreciate thank it. You. Bill and Parma checking in. Um, the perspective, I wonder, is it different in Miami? At the very least, the Miami Heat, a team that I have tons of respect for, man, I I don't like their organization very much. Mm. Well, the LeBron, I don't mind them now. The LeBron thing still bothers me. I don't, I don't really care for their organization very much, but, man, are they good. I mean, from a good organizational standpoint, they develop players there. And maybe Kevin goes down there and they, they discover that he can't play and that the Cavs were right. And then they, you know, he kind of sits there at the end of the bench and doesn't play very much. We've seen that with, you know, players at the end of their career, and that's what happens. But he goes to a team with a lot of veteran talent, and he's motivated. I wonder what the Heat are thinking about this. We're going to find out from one of the – most outstanding radio broadcasters I've ever heard. Tommy Ty from the Miami Heat Radio Network joining us next right here on Baskin and Phelps.